Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast, your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes, bringing you the sauce this week. I'm going straight to the point. I want to talk about, real quick, about the concept of having good friends while you're getting older. When you're getting older, right, you're in your 30s, life is a little different, right? And friends, the concept of friends becomes very different, too. When we were younger and we had unlimited time, you could make endless friends of all categories, of all qualities, right? When, as you get older, your time becomes very limited. So you sort of prioritize who are the people that you're going to spend time with. And that's who, you know, become your friends. But there's also friends from the past that I find you sort of keep in touch with every once in a while and everybody and every time you talk to them it's sort of you go back to the same place you were when 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 you guys you know stopped talking back in the day and i recently experienced this with some friends that i started talking with again and it was interesting because you know it, it reminded me of people that i would you know talk to after a while and they will be resentful like hey where were you what haven't you texted me what haven't you contact me in so long or this and that and it's like to me it's more like well if I'm contacting you now it's because I thought of you and and you know I reached out and and I think those are the really good relationships and healthy relationships that one can have you know I recently spoke to a friend that I hadn't spoken uh, within years and when we started speaking we clicked right away we went right into the conversations that we used to have and there was no ego there was no feeling of oh why haven't you talked to me now now you're talking now you're calling me now and and uh, so you know I, I find it that the type of friends that try to be toxic those are not the people you really want in your life and so you know i tell all the friends that i have you know even if i haven't spoken to you in a while or you don't speak to me if you want to reach out to me there's no issue there's no worry that i'm gonna be bothered because you know, no, I'm just, I'm happy you reached out now and we're having a conversation or even hang out and have a good time. You know, I think that we need to normalize adulthood in the sense that, man, sometimes you don't speak to friends every day, you know, because life is fucking hard. Life is complicated. It's a lot of shit that we need to do. There's a lot of people that we need to take care of emotionally, some financially. And sometimes you don't have time to be on top of everybody, but that's what friends are for, so that when you finally have a little bit of time to clear your mind, you can go and reach out to these certain friends and have a very refreshing, um, amicable conversation uh, that lifts your spirit up, just like the Broski Doodles do. Because, you know, here in the Broski Doodles, it, it's all about lifting our spirits, baby. You know, you guys know how it is that we do it here. We have, uh, you know, that, that, that aura of positiveness, you know. It's not just me. It's you guys, you know. You make this shit happen. The broski doodles, broski dudettes, or broski daddles for the women. You know, that's sort of on you. You know, you guys decide that. But I think that all, the, all of us together, you know, make this little nice little energy, little cocoon of, uh, of good uh, riddance. I don't, I'm, good riddance. I don't know if that's like where you would use that word. But it sounds like it would fit, you know. Good energies, you know. The good energy. 
But anyways, if you have any toxic friends that are always like making you feel bad because, oh, you haven't talked to me in a while, then tell them to go fuck themselves and go chill with people that actually love you and that don't fucking take you through no fucking guilt trips, okay? This is about being real and loving and caring and not fucking mean and shit. But anyways, I recently saw a documentary and it was actually pretty good. It's a uh, Netflix has this series called Untold, where they have different documentaries on athletes and, and different personalities, mostly athletes. And this one was about Kaylin Jenner and Bruce Jenner, which is the same person, but one was before, one, one is now. And what really interested me and I found fascinating was the part about Bruce Jenner winning the decathlon competition on the Olympics in 1976. I knew that he had won something, and and I say he had won because even Caitlyn Jenner says that those that that medal was won by Bruce Jenner, and then she became another person. So Bruce Jenner won that, and when he won that, you know, I mean, I wasn't even born, but later on, I I found I found out that he was famous because of the Olympics, but I wasn't sure what was the event that he won. And on this documentary, not only do they tell you, but they show you the whole trajectory of him getting um, into the Olympics and winning this shit. And the competition that he did was the decathlon, which this, I mean, I kind of had heard of it, but I wasn't really clear on what it was. And this is like the baddest fucking event there is because once you win it, you become the best athlete in the world. That's sort of why the competition was made in the first place. It's like a series of 10 activities that together make up a whole event right and whoever has the most points at the end wins the whole thing and what's interesting about this is that you know this is this goes all the way back to like you know when the greek started doing you know the olympics um they, i'm not even sure that the ones that started the olympics but they started you know doing this type of games you know this type of uh, competitions and the decathlon, which the name entails, is 10, 10 things that they do, 10 activities. Um, and I'm going to tell you real quick what they are. The, it's divided in two days. The first day, they do a 100 meters run. They do the long jump. They do the shot put. They do the high jump, 400 meters. And those are the five, what, one, two, three, four. One, two, three. No, that's five things. Okay. And then on the second day, they do 110 meters. Discuss. Pole vault. Javelin. And then 1,500 meters, which is the long long resistance run. So imagine. It's, it's, it's two days that are grueling with heavy exercises. And the, the, the interesting about it is that if you become really good at, for example, the, the, the jump, the, the high jump, right? Which is the one where you, I don't, I don't know which one of these, I think, yeah, the high jump, yeah, correct. So the high jump, actually, no, the high jump is the one where you go like, pah, you, you sort of jump on top of a pole and whoever gets the highest. But I'm talking about the one where you run and you're doing the whole track, but you gotta run up those motherfucking little obstacles, right? If you get your legs to be really strong so that you can do the long jump really high, then you're gonna be too heavy to do the short jump running. 
for example. So it counteracts each other. Like if you want to get better at one thing, that's probably going to make you less good at something else. Right. So you have to mix and match and get a perfect balance of an athlete that's strong enough, but also light enough, fast enough, etc. So it's, it's a very, very complicated competition. And of course, the best at the moment was a Russian. And obviously, you know, this was like in the midst of the Cold War. So this was an American trying to beat the Russian. And one of the craziest things about it is that Bruce Jenner didn't really get much support from like the U.S., committee he trained on his own when once the first time and he didn't win he wasn't even on the podium and then four years later he trained again on his own and went and won that shit and man it's insane so let me go through the exercises again it's 100 meters that's just a quick run long jump that's the one where you run a lot and then you jump and you know it's sort of like how far you can jump. Yeah, I mean, it's very self-explanatory. Shot putt. I think that this might be the one where you throw something. I think the ball, maybe. I'm not sure what the shot putt is. High jump is when you jump from on your back to see who can, who can jump the tallest. And then the 400 meters... That's the one where they jump over the obstacles, the 400 meters, which is insane. That one is really hard. They say that on that last exercise of the first day, they're fucking dying because, man, if you miss one of those things and you fall, then all the points, you get zero points on that race. No, not zero, but very little points, which make it so that your overall score is not good enough to even get to the, you know, to the end. On the second day, you have 110 meters. Which I'm not sure. That's a little weird. 110. You had 100 before. 110 meters. I'm not sure what that is exactly. Uh, but that's there. Then you have discus, which I'm thinking is a disc throwing. Pole vault, which is the one where they jump, but they use a, a pole of, to vault themselves. And then the javelin, which is where they throw the fucking... And then you have the 1,500 meters. And that's, the, that's where he actually did the best because he said that he could endure pain. And this is like a competition. The 1,500 meters is a long one. It's not a sprint. You have to go for a long time and, and, and your body's burning, your legs are burning. So, and imagine you have two days where you've been fucking doing a lot of hardcore exercises and now you have to run for your life. And that motherfucker did it and he won. And that shit was amazing. The documentary is worth it just for that. Um, after that, he starts talking a bit about his experience with, with uh, like how he always felt that he wasn't in the right body, and he sort of gives you sheds light on a, on on the experience of the transition, the sexual transition, which is interesting too. But to me, the the the, the part that was sort of most interesting was just seeing the footage. And and the com and, and each event, you know how grueling it is, you know, and and that he won, you know, and, and you really realize when somebody wins a gold medal, you're like, oh, you only won one because we've seen other people win like eight, you know, like Michael Phelps and other other people. But man, getting an Olympic gold is is one of the hardest things you could do. And when you do it for that specific event, the decathlon, that's gotta be, I mean, that's that's such a magical thing to uh, to achieve in life you know
I'm here just, you know, thinking about it. And, and I told myself, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I cannot do a decathlon, but maybe we could do an event for people that are more in, in a stage of their life where they're like that dads, you know, fathers. I'm not a father yet, but I'm like in that realm, you know, where all my friends have children, you know. But we could do like little events, like 10 events to see who's the best athlete among the, among you know, among the crew. But, you know, activities that are more for dads, like maybe who, you know, we have a competition of who makes the best, you know, barbecue, right? Boom, that's one. Another one is we put uh, different uh, furniture from Ikea and we put them, you know, to, to build it. You know, who builds the, the Ikea furniture faster? You know, that's a great one. Uh, we could put a little other uh, things to fix around the house, you know, that, that, that are worthy of a, of a father competition. You know, taking the kids to school and coming back, you know, with coffee for the, you know, for the remote working at the crib. You know, I don't know. There's, there's many things that we can think about here, you know, like going to Taco Bell and getting the right order for the whole family and coming back with the fire sauces and also the napkins so that when shit goes bad, you're ready for it. I also like to have little white, uh, wet wipes and then you, you know, you covered. That's a dad thing, you know, having the, the wipes. That's a dad thing. The other day, a, a friend of mine, I was at a friend's house who, who has a kid, and I was needing wipes, and he's like, hey, man, I got them in my car. And I'm like, oh, perfect. You have kids, so you, you always have wipes. Come to find out the wipes were all dry because he had left them open. And isn't that a fucking bitch when you have those wipes and you leave, leave them open and the whole wetness leaves them? And they end up being worse than like a paper towel because they don't even. It, it's, it's like they're like a, like this uh, like this silk but made of shit, and it's a horrible texture without the moisture in it. You know, you really realize how important it is moisture. You know how important it is to have something moist. You know, there's certain things that need to be moist. All the, you know, maybe not all the time. Yeah, all the time. So you know, at times. You know, so others, not all the time, but at certain times you want it to be moist. But yeah, moisture is, is such an important factor in, in many things in life. You know, like here, for example, I'm moisturing my mouth with this lovely beverage, which is allowing me to, you know, to express myself in a more, in, in a more uh, enjoyable manner, you know. And, you know, while we're here in the podcast, I wanted to thank all of you that are watching this. Um, I know it's annoying and you might not be somebody that engages, but, you know, give it a like, you know, leave a comment, anything and share it, you know, on your Facebook, on, on, on whatever and tell your friends about it. Hey, look at this guy that I, that I listen to. He's fucking insane. Who knows until when we, we will have him. All right. Listen, you know, great. Let me listen to him. Okay. Subscribe if you haven't done it. And and just thank you for listening, you know. Thank you for listening on the on the YouTube's, on the Spotify. I see people that are listening on the Spotify from many places in the world. It amazes me um, how connected we are now with a uh, fucking technology. And yeah, just just thank you for tuning in. But well, whatever. Enough of that. Of the fucking of the fucking bullshit. I recently saw a movie. It's called Infinite. It's with. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, it had potential. It had to do with people that when when they die, they are always reincarnated. 
and they have the gift of remembering the skills of their past life. So for example, if you were a samurai at one point, then you died and then you were reborn in the civil area and you were a soldier and then you died and then you were born in you know the 2000s. And what you will be able to remember your skills as a soldier and your skills as a samurai. So you'll be like a fucking amazing superhero from time, you know. Amazing concept, but then the movie's like it's too Hollywood, it doesn't get to it. But you know, I'm not here to talk about the movie per se. But about a scene in the movie that's very cliche in many of these movies. Whenever they have these movies where they found somebody that's the one, you know? Like in the Matrix, you know, you're the one. Or in this movie, they're telling Mark, Mark Wahlberg, like, you're the one. You're, you're, you're this guy. And he's like, he doesn't remember it, right? So he's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm not that guy. Like, it's like, yes, you need to come with me. You're one of the greatest warriors in our, you know, in our crew. And and we need you to save our the planet. And that being the thing that would make any man rejoice to be told, right? Like that, oh, that I, we have a purpose, a meaning, like you are here for a greater good. Like that would be the dream of any of any of us. To, for somebody to come one day and tell us like, hey, come follow me. You are the savior and, and we're in this battle and we need you because you have the special forces and intelligence, right? But in these movies, every time they tell the, the main guy of the movie that, he's always like, no, what are you talking about? I'm just a railroad worker. I'm, I'm nobody, I'm no savior, you know, get out of here. He's like, no, you gotta come with us. And it's always some hot girl that's like searching for him. Like, no, you don't remember, we used to fight in the legion of, you know, of the mortars back in, in you know, in, in Tibia. And you were one of the greatest warriors. He's like, what are you talking about? I sell donuts, I fucking Dunkin' Donuts and hot coffee in the, in the morning. Yeah, I think I do a good deed, but am I a hero? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? And she's like, fine as fuck. She's like, please, you gotta come. You gotta follow me. We, this is connection. Like, you are him. I see it in your eyes. You know, and she's all like moist. <laughs> and he looks back like, no, what are you talking about? I'm not here. I'm not a warrior. I'm just a little bitch. I'm just a little bitch. I work at a car wash. I, that's all I do. That's all I do. I eat Taco Bell. And Arby's at eve in the evenings with coupons that I save. I have a very bad digestive process. Like, that's not me. Yes, you are the one. You're Neo. Come with me. Follow me. We're going to... They're always taken to a special layer. Let's go to the hidden layer so that we can meet the master. And then they get there and they're like, Hello, my young one. Did you remember yet? And the guy's like, What? You are the warrior of the people. He's like, what do you mean? I'm not a warrior. I'm not a warrior. Yes, you are. You come from great uh, centuries and generations of warriors. You're the only hope that our humanity has. The guy's always like, I don't think that you're right. To be honest, I was, you know, I don't think that you're correct. Yes, I fix mufflers in, 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 in near my house. I do think I make people's cars better, but am I a hero? Am I the savior of the world? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's me. Yes, it is. For millennia, we've been waiting for for the one to come back and, and save us all. That's all these fucking movies about the heroes. It's, it's like that, man. 
So don't watch it. Infinite by Mark Wahlberg. Don't watch the movie. Not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Not a good movie. Is it a good movie? If you're going to go Netflix and chill, yes, because it's not going to be interesting. That's an important factor to keep in mind. If you're going to go Netflix and chill, remember to choose a movie that's going to be mediocre. If you choose a really deep movie, I might not even do the chilling. I'm just going to be like, hey, wait up. You put like the Zodiac Killer or some shit like that. You put Interstellar. You put fucking... What's that fucking movie that the other movie by uh, Inception? You put Inception in that bitch? You think I'm going to be doing, you know, chilling? No, that ain't no Netflix and chill. That's Netflix and think. So you don't want to choose a movie that's too crazy. Scary movie. A scary movie is perfect because most scary movies are bad. So you're going to have the element of them being mediocre and the element of the scariness so that they, you know, they try to hug you like, oh my God, I'm scared. And then you're like, hey, what up, chill, don't be abusing, you know, like. So you play the games. So that way she can give you the signs. Or he. Or he, she, you know. Whoever it is. Whoever it is that's giving you the signs. The other day I saw a video of this guy, Steve. From Blue's Clues, he came out with a very fucking interesting video. Like, hey guys, I've been away for a while. I've been doing crack. <laughs> the movie, I mean, for many people, it was very nostalgic. You know, I wasn't really somebody that watched Blue's Clues, but I know about the thing, you know. But it was a little weird to see somebody that, I don't know if it was more than 20 years ago, did like a show for kids. And now he's like a guy that has white hair. And he comes out dressed the same with the little kid clothes. And he's like, hi, guys. I'm Steve. You might remember that I left on an ounce. Well, I was having a heroin problem. Now, guys, I'm back because I missed you. And I've grown. And I was going to ask you if you guys could donate some money so that I can continue with my habit. It was a little creepy. It was a little creepy, like... Like, I don't know, part of me was like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of nice, you know, he's, he's coming back. But part of me was like, it's a little creepy. And I don't know, maybe if any of you saw it and, and, and thought it was a nice gesture from him, let me know. Or if you also thought like me and you kept it hidden because you felt that maybe if you shared that opinion, people would think less of you. Comment. Be like, yo, broski doodles. I felt the same shit. I thought, I thought that motherfucker was a little weird too. And hey, hey, respect to Steve, you know, if you're out there, bro, and you're looking at this podcast, man, I have nothing against you, bro. Okay, I'm pretty sure many kids enjoyed your entertainment. But but it is a little strange, a little strange of a video, you know, a little strange of a video. That's all I, that's all I, that's all I wanted to say. I don't want this guy to think that I'm here going against him, you know. I am getting, I am getting, you know, thoughts of things in the past that I used to do or Places that I used to eat that I that I you know that I miss, just like people might miss Blue's Clues and then they see this video and and they make some reminisce about it. I also ruminate about things that I used to enjoy that I don't I don't enjoy anymore, but for various reasons. And one of them being 
the fast food, I wouldn't even call it fast food, but you know, for sake of, of explanations here, the fast food chain Quiznos, you know? Uh, whatever happened to Quiznos? It kind of went out of business. Uh, I don't know if they disappeared completely. I haven't seen one in, in so long, but those were the motherfucking sandwiches, bro. I remember when Quiznos came out, Subway had no fucking chance. Subway was down, bro. Subway was fucking, he had not, Subway had to start heating up and baking their sandwiches because of Quiznos. Because before that, fucking Subway just gave you cold sandwiches. Here, have your cold sandwich, go suck a dick. But Quiznos had their little oven there to bake it. And I would tell them to also put the tomatoes. When I, when I used to go to Subway and tell them that when they heat up my sandwich in, the, in their little shit oven they have to put the tomatoes as well, they didn't understand that concept of heating up the tomatoes so that the heat will make the tomato juice be released, make that impactful when it hits your mouth a lot harder and deeper. Moist. It made it moist. You see how important moisture is here. And sometimes I, I, I get sad about about places that seemed like they went out of business, you know? Like, I remember Quiznos being one of them. Like, where are you, man? It was so good. Arby's, I wouldn't say they are out of business. They're not. But they're very underrated. People, you know, like, there's always an Arby's that was near your house but you never went to. I actually started going to Arby's because I felt like Arby's deserved better, you know? Like, deserve better people. They have a lot of coupons. They offer a lot of deals. You know, they have a lot of, it's a lot of value for your money. So, you know, I fucks with them. I fucks with Arby's. It is true. When you get one of those pastrami sandwiches, it does, it does look like a loose vagina. It, it is. But, but still, you know, with the little cheese and the sauces, that shit is fire, man. I'm telling you, Arby's underrated as fuck. I'm trying to think of another place that's really underrated. You know what's underrated? And I don't know if it's still in business. Moe's. It was a burrito place that was competition to Chipotle, and it's called Moe's. M-O-E apostrophe S, Moe's, bro. This shit is fuego, better than Chipotle. And they had this little white cheese. It's like manchego cheese or like some queso, bro, that you would put on the fucking burrito and this little... Man, that shit was fuego. Moe's. I used to go by one that was near my university when I used to go to school, and I thought that I could, you know, get an education and, like, be a higher being. Ah, most. I'm trying to think of another underrated restaurant that I thought was really fire. You know, that that many people talk shit about. I mean, I'll say Wendy's, but I don't think it's underrated. People know that Wendy's is fire, you know. But, but Wendy's is one of my favorite places, you know. I mean, ah, the potato with the bacon and shit, the frosty. The fact that they got this versatility to, for the, like, they can be flexible. And it's like, I fucks with your cheeseburgers. I fucks with your chicken nuggets, which they have the spicy ones. They're fire. But what if I bring you frosty and fucking baked potato in a bowl of chili, motherfucker? That's Wendy's, bro. Wendy's evolves, but in a good way, you know? I say, like, Wendy's is like the apples. It's like the apple of um, a fast food restaurant. Uh, I won't talk about Chick-fil-A because they're running the top. Chick-fil-A is the GOAT. Um, so I won't talk about them. I already talk about them too much and they don't pay me any advertisement. Endorsing, whatever, you know. But maybe one day I'll have a Chick-fil-A chain and maybe we can have some sort of relationship, you know. But I will open on Sundays, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Maybe if they tell me no, I can't. But 
I don't know if it's possible to open an atheist Chick-fil-A because, you know, I don't really believe in any, any, any religion, but I still love Chick-fil-A. Like, what if Chick-fil-A is my church? Shit. I need to go to Chick-fil-A on Sunday because that's my religion. I don't know. I got to see what's the legality on that. What if I open a fucking Chick-fil-A and I'm willing to work that bitch on, on Sundays? And I'm not even going to make my employees work because they might be religious and I respect everybody's fucking mindset and way of thinking. But I'll work the place, me and my family. The atheist will work the Sundays on the Chick-fil-A to serve the people, serve all of the of the, of the masses, you know? Because Chick-fil-A, man, I mean, Chick-fil-A is one of the greatest inventions, you know? You have the landing of the moon, the creation of the internet, and then Chick-fil-A. Those are, like, pretty much the three things that make the world go around today. Amazing organization. You see? You see? I don't even... I say I don't want to talk about Chick-fil-A, and I keep talking about it because that's how good they are. But no, I don't want to talk about them. I'm thinking of places that are underrated, okay? <sighs> places that are underrated. Places that are underrated. I think those are the places that are underrated. Oh, Publix. But this is for people that live in South Florida. So if you're not from South Florida and you didn't live there or you haven't gone there, you might not know this. But Publix is a supermarket, right, that they have in South Florida. And these motherfuckers used to sell subs. Sort of the style that Subway had, but, bro, on another level. On another fucking level. I'm telling you, the Subways from this place... had another taste another they even they would even grab chicken like tenders fry them and put them inside the thing and then stuff them in your fucking esophagus you could also get the chicken that's already i mean this is something that you could that probably even if you don't know Publix, there's other supermarkets out there that duplicate this you know the roasted chicken that's ready to go take it to the family there's no better feeling than getting home to your family right i mean i don't have this like with your dad, New Balance shoes, with one of the, I mean that would be one of the Decathlon dad bodies uh, father competitions. Like you, you getting home with the best dinner, you know, from a supermarket. Some people will bring some subs. Some people will bring the chicken with the potatoes, with the potatoes and the iced tea. And you have a bunch of kids like hugging you, Daddy. Oh my God, we love you. You brought the food. Like I don't know. I think that's what life is is about. You know, sometimes I get sad and I think about the end of all this. And I'm like, maybe that's maybe that's the meaning of life. Getting home with, you know, a fucking combo from Boston Market for your little kiddos, you know, for the little brisket deedles. The, the broski deedles might be the little the little baby Roonies. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm going to keep bringing you this energy and I'm going to keep absorbing yours and doing this in exchange of fucking radio wavelengths. Okay, I love you. Keep it real. Keep listening. Like the thing. Rate it on Apple's and Spotify. Follow it. Share it with your friends and leave a comment. I love you. Peace.